Hi there, and welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm Jamie Hampton, and I'm excited to be here today with Chrissy Nelson. Chrissy is a mom, a wife, an author, speaker, and TV host. Um, her show, Created for the Impossible, airs on multiple TV networks worldwide, and she just launched a show in January called Just Jesus on God TV. Um, and so Chrissy just has an overall vision to help people see themselves the way God sees them, which um, kind of leads us into her book, Say Goodbye to What Holds You Back. Um, that's a big part of this book. So I'm just really thankful and excited that you're here with us, Chrissy. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I'm excited to be here as well. Well, before we get into the book, um, we like to ask all of our guests, what is your favorite air quotes prayer closet? Where do you like to go to feel close to God? You know, for me, it's anytime my house is quiet, then any place will do. <laughs> so it's those moments when you know my husband's gone off to work and my kids are at school and I come home and I just walk in the door and it's quiet. Uh, I put on some worship music and uh, I mean, it's my whole home becomes my prayer closet really. And I mean that sincerely. Um, you know, there's times where I'll get a fresh cup of coffee and I'll just stand there, you know, feeling the presence of God and thanking him for who he is and what he does and spending time with him. I love that. That I think that's how it should be. I just feel like our homes should feel like a sanctuary and mm -hmm. it's, it's good that you have that. Yeah. I'm really thankful. Yeah. Well, what inspired you to write the book, Say Goodbye to What Holds You Back? And who is this book for? Yeah, this book is for any woman who would say they've ever felt like they weren't enough, felt stuck, you know, unable to move forward or gain traction in what you feel that God is moving on your heart to do. Mm -hmm. Any woman who's ever felt overwhelmed or afraid, you know, and I check all those boxes and I have been that woman and I'm sure you know, we'll have many moments of being that woman throughout the rest of my journey, because it's a journey, isn't it? It's we're all on the journey. And so I wrote this, um, really, it was the cry of my, my own heart, to stop feeling stuck, and to stop feeling like I couldn't gain ground, and I was unable to move forward. And as I sought the Lord on that, he started to reveal to me, just some limiting mindsets that I was carrying with me that I was um, kind of replaying, you know, in my mind, that replay button where it's just, you're not enough. You're not enough. You're never, you'll never be enough. You'll never be, you know, just these limiting mindsets that I had and entertained that were keeping me stuck. And, uh, I just said enough, Lord, you know, I love you with all my heart. I responding with my yes to you and all that you've called me to do and to be, um, I don't want to be stuck anymore. You know, what, what do I do? How do I how do we, you know, shine a light on those lies, those mindsets and, and see them, you know, shatter to the ground and move forward. And, and that is this book that became this book, that journey between me and the Lord. Yeah. Lately, it's become really clear to me that the crux of spiritual warfare is exposing lies of the enemy and countering them with truth. I mean, that's just been a yeah. running theme over and over again in this last year as I've just learned more about um, just what God says about how to fight the enemy. And so this book is a very yeah. great tool 
to help us move in that direction. And I love it. And also what I love, because when you were talking about, you know, this is for anyone who's felt stuck, who's felt not enough. I mean, that's all of us. I, I would have to think unless there's some superwoman out there, I'm not aware of. I think it's all of us at some point. And what I love about this book is you take, cause I, in my own experience, I have taken, I've made the mistake of taking those mindsets, taking those um, feelings and placing them on as my identity, not just, I feel worthless. I am worthless. I feel like I'm not enough. I am not enough. And what you do here in this book is you allow us to untangle that. You allow us to take those labels we put on ourselves and, and remove them and look at them for what they are. They're just, they're feelings, they're emotions, they're barriers that are holding us back. They're not who we are. And that's, that's freedom. I just, I love it. So I can't wait to talk in detail about this. Um, Mm -hmm. So your book talks about, I love, I really love this because it, I could relate to this, that there are two types of doers in the world. There's those who think they can do everything. And then those who think they can never do enough. And I had to think about that. I had to like really work through that in my mind to separate out what the difference is. So those who think they can do everything, and then those who think they can never do enough. Can you just kind of talk about what those two camps are, what they look like and where the flawed thinking is in both of those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't spend a lot of time differentiating in those like specifically, um, but the book itself addresses it conceptually because, and so I think in general, we do, you're going to fall into one of those camps and um, those who think that they can do everything often try to do everything and realize they can't do everything and then burn out and then disappointment sets in. Right. And then, so they're traps. They're just these common traps that the enemy will set for women. Cause we women, we are, you know, we're movers and shakers, we're doers and we want to put our hand to something and we're taking care of our families and our homes. And, you know, we have jobs and all, you know, different projects and things. So some of us feel like we can do everything and we try to do everything. And then we kind of have these times where we fall flat on our face and then feel like a failure. Oh my. And then what do we do with that? And then there's some of us who feel just crippled in our own inadequacies and our own limitations and where we lack and our weaknesses going, I can, I'll never be enough. I'll never measure up. There's no way I can move forward. Look at me. Who am I, you know, who am I to suppose that I could, you know, make any kind of difference. And so that's flawed as well because of what the Bible says, the greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. You know, Paul says in my weakness, you know, where I lack those spaces where I leave off, Jesus picks up and fills me with his power and his presence. That's in second Corinthians. And so the balance is found right in the middle where we partner with the, with the the scriptures where Jesus says with man, this is impossible. You know, even if we think we can do everything, it's still impossible the momentum, the sustainable momentum interaction that we, that we long for, if, if it's in our own strength with man, it's impossible with, but with God, all things are possible. And that hits both camps, whether we feel like we can do it all or nothing at all. That's really good. And I mean, the key, like you said, is where the focus is because there is this temptation to fall on one side or the other to either kind of be puffed up with pride and think you can do everything. And then when you can't, you just become paralyzed or fall, get hit rock bottom. 
And on the other hand, you feel like you can't do anything. So you never try anything. And and right. so there's this, you know, it, almost self-deprecation, like, oh, I'm nothing. And, and yeah. so that's not good either. So I love how you, you know, this book yeah. really, really allows us to come to that middle ground where we can yeah. rely on the strength of God and, and by demolishing mm-hmm. some of this wrong thinking. So, yeah. And I'll just say one more thing on that, um, not to cut you off, but when it comes to the type of woman that would say, I can do everything, I I'll, I would venture to say that really it's less of her having that level of bold you know, confidence, I can do it all. It's more of a, we feel like we have to as women. Often we feel like it's our responsibility to shoulder the weight in all of the things and the responsibilities with our children, our spouses, our work, our family, and we're supposed to shoulder it all. And we're supposed to do it per- seamlessly, <laughs> you know, and yeah. effortlessly with this, you know, just a smile always on our face. And that's where we, um, you know, so I relate to both, both camps very, very much so, but from that place on the, I can do it all more of, I I'm, I have to do it all. I, I'm supposed to do it all. And that's not, true. You're supposed to do what you're supposed to do. And you're not meant to do it um, perfectly or seamlessly. You're just meant to try, you know, and we're going to, it's trial and error. Right. And so we got to give ourselves grace to sometimes, um, you know, drop the ball here and there. Right. And sometimes on purpose, sometimes shed the things that are that the false expectations and the false responsibilities that aren't from God, but it's yeah. not always easy to figure that out either. How do you, yeah. um, how do you feel like, what is your process for trying to, mm-hmm. when you feel like there's just too much, this cannot all be a must do mm-hmm. God. What, what do I do? How do you go about discerning what to mm-hmm. shed, what can go and what can't or shouldn't? Yeah, that's such a good question. And, and all of that leads to that overall sensation of overwhelm, right? We're overwhelmed. And I talk about that in my book. um, And there's a chapter called I'm not good at saying no. (laughs) And uh, that's, that's the mindset that I have that we have. I'm not good at saying no, therefore, I take on too much. So how do I shed some of that? Number one, through prayer, but even prior to prayer, it's the thing that leads us to pray. So we have to pay attention to our, our stress levels, our, those symptoms that are, that God designed our body to have that are indicators to us that we have taken on too much. So first and foremost, so often, you know, we're just not even paying attention to, I'm waking up in the middle of the night. I'm clearly have some anxiety. I'm worried a lot. I'm stressed a lot. I'm agitated. I'm short, you know, I'm easily rattled. Those are signs and symptoms and indicators, if you will, that there's something going on. So that those, and I, so I personally try to pay attention to those things. There've been so seasons and they still will come. They still come, you know, they're present in my life where if I'm not careful, I will still take on too much. And so I listen to the way God made me my own body. And if I'm waking up in the middle of the night, I got to go, okay, God. And then I go to prayer. So I pay attention to those, those indicators. And then I let those indicators lead me to my knees, you know, in prayer to seek the Lord for his counsel and his wisdom for him to shine a light, you know, on those things in my, it was areas in my life that I can let go of 
and I let him do it. And then I do have to take a step and do whatever's necessary to let go of that thing. Maybe I go have a conversation with a, an individual where I had given them my yes. And I say, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry, but when I gave you my yes, it was an absolute yes. But now I'm realizing I've probably taken on too much and I'm spread a little too thin. Um, I'm not going to be able to follow through on that after all. And I do apologize and be willing to disappoint people if that's what it means. Because at the end of the day, you're really, you disappoint them more. I think if you tried to just power through it and burn yourself out, you know, and, and if they don't care about you enough to care that you would burn yourself out, if you were to keep going, then it's not worth doing it anyway, you know? And so I just have come to this place where uh, that that's how I, that's how I discern and discover um, when I've taken on too much and then what to do about it. That's really good because I feel like a lot of times we're so busy that we don't make time to even check in with ourselves. It's, yeah. it's almost like if we stop long enough to have any kind of time to even register what we're feeling. I mean, there, there've been weeks that have gone by where I've just like not even known how I felt about things. Someone will say, how are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I really don't know. Mm -hmm. I can't honestly answer that because I've just been basically treading water to not drown. And that's not what God wants for us. So do you have any ideas for, do you have routines that you put into place? Like, do you say, okay, every Monday I'm going to check in or do you create a Sabbath where you check in? Like, do you have mm -hmm. ideas for people to make sure that that checking in is happening, especially when things get really busy? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I say have a no tolerance for a lack of peace in your life. Mm -hmm. I think too often we tolerate this lack of peace when peace is meant to be an indicator from the Holy Spirit, the, the gift from God, it's the counter to all those symptoms of overwhelm. It's his, it's his symptom of his grace and operation in our life. So if, so for me, I, I do build that in, I build in in my week, it is a must that I have downtime. So for me, it looks like downtime. And um, I have to have it. I have to have downtime. So it's a Sabbath. It's a say law, what, whatever it may be. Um, I've also learned how many, how full I can pack my day and how full I should not pack my day. I mean, I'm, I hit the big four zero recently and you get a lot, a lot of clarity when you hit uh, that age. And um, I keep saying to people at, I'm now at the place where you know, for years I was seeking God on what I was supposed to be doing. Now I'm seeking him about what I'm not supposed to be doing. What right? am I supposed to be taking my hands out of? Right. Yeah. Cause after a while, when you ask him, what am I to be doing? What am I to put my hand to? You get answers and you get your hand put to all kinds of things. So my protocol is a weekly, um, absolute minimum weekly time of just downtime whether that's 10 minutes or an hour, everybody's going to be unique. I need personally more, I need like at least a half a day where there's no, no expectations are on me. That may not be realistic for some. So then that goes to our secret place. I mean, now we see more and more why the Lord has put that into part of our, our, um, our existence, the need in us to come away with him, you know, mm -hmm. to tuck away so that 
he can help us and guide us and shine a light on those things. So um, for me, if I'm lacking peace, that means I'm having too much anxiety, which means I'm waking up in the night or I'm just short, you know, fused here and there with, with my kids or something um, to prevent that. I have downtime in my week and somewhere in my day, I have regular daily downtime at some point, a lunch break, a walk, you know, change of scenery. Um, yeah, I, we're not created to just go, go, go. We are truly created to rest. You know, we rest in the Lord and he rests in us. And um, without that, we, we become <sighs> empty. <laughs> That's a good, that's a good way to sum it up. It is. You just pour out and out and then you're, you're done. Then you're no good to anyone. Um, And I think what you said is really important. We're so unique. I think the temptation is like, I have people in my life that are extremely productive, at least to my estimation. And I sometimes am just thinking to myself, why am I not able to do that without feeling burnout? Or, and, and the problem could be that it's just a perception because I'm only seeing certain things. Maybe other people are looking at me and saying the same thing when I am comparing myself to someone else. But the other thing is everyone's plate is a different size. I think at different times in their lives, even at different times during the month, you know, for me as a woman, my plate can be really small at certain times of the month. And now that I'm, you know, I'm into 46 and I'm getting into the time where my hormones can be crazy and weird. And I can't always do all the things that I could do 10 years ago when I didn't have that kind of monster fluctuation in my, in my hormonal rhythms. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. but I think we're all so unique and even within ourselves, within seasons of life, if you have a newborn baby, you're not going to have the same yeah. kind of plate, or maybe your plate is filled with like, you know, three quarters baby and you don't have as much room for other things. So the temptation to compare, I think yeah. is, is just so, and I think that goes along with uh, the not enough in your book. So yeah. I just want to kind of, so you, you give these four negative emotions are outlined in your book. And I think mentioning them is, is good. Can you go through those four <laughs> And can you let us know which one of those four you find or think is the most prevalent if one stands out more than others in your talking to women about this topic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I categorize, uh, you know, all my chapters into these four distinct um, kind of segments. And that is um, these mindsets that make us feel like we're, uh, we're not enough. Okay, and I identify a few of those. And those are chapters, whole chapters dedicated to individual mindsets that warranted. Um, there's mindsets then lies, you know, that we've believed from the enemy that turn into mindsets that make us feel full of fear, you know, the fear of failure, the fear of man, there's mindsets that lead us to feeling, um, completely and utterly overwhelmed. All right. Like I have to do everything. I'm not good at saying no, it all falls on my shoulders. And then there's mindsets that lead us to feeling overwhelmed. So I'm not enough. I'm, uh, full of fear. I'm stuck and I'm overwhelmed. Did I say stuck? I meant to say stuck. You did just um, now, so that's good. Okay, those were the four. <laughs> yeah. And um, the most prevalent, uh, they and they all can merge and mush together, right. can't they? They could totally overlap. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I I see a lot of overwhelm, to be honest. 
Um, I see a lot of overwhelm that makes us feel full of fear and stuck and like, we're not enough. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, lately I just have noticed a lot of overwhelm, people feeling overextended, women feeling overextended. And so a lot of what we've been talking about leads to that sensation of being overextended. Um, but I will highlight the, I'm not enough sensation because, um, even when we are feeling like we lack and we're not enough and we're aware of that. I'll say two things. Number one, um, that can make us overwhelmed, right? And that is often caused by our comparison, as you were saying, with uh, to other people. We see the productivity in others, and we think we're we compare our productivity to theirs, and and think that you know somewhere we're lacking. And so, to that point, I wanted just to laser in. Um, I have learned this about myself. Um, each of us have a very unique and original to our, to us capacity. And that's okay. You know, while there may be some people who can, who can take on, you know, all this stuff and just seem to seamlessly effortlessly just like move and shake and knock it out. I went through probably a good two years comparing myself side by side with someone that I considered to be highly productive. They had a block schedule for an hour. They would work on this an hour. They would work on that. And I thought I'm going to try that. And I just found myself feeling like I couldn't breathe in that kind of an environment. And then there was no time for the rest. And I call it in my book, a peace pace. And that's, you know, back just tying it all together, that peace pace that we move forward in, in our journey I, I call that, what is a peace pace? It's momentum without stress. Now it's something we aim for. It's not something we nail and we execute perfectly, right? But we just aim for it and we keep aiming for it. We're making momentum, we're being productive, we're moving forward, but at a pace of peace. You know, in the Bible, in Matthew um, 11, 28 through 30, in the message translation, when Jesus is saying, come to me all who are weary, he, in the message translation, I really like it. He, it, he says, and, and I will teach you my unforced rhythms of grace, hmm. right? Productivity comes through rhythms and systems and rinse and repeat every day. You know, it, it, that leads to a sense of productivity. But Jesus is saying, I want to teach you about my unforced rhythms, right? My unforced systems, my unforced rhythms of grace, where we receive his grace to operate as he designed us uniquely to ourselves. And we rest in that and we operate in that. And then we give ourselves grace naturally and beautifully because we recognize that he loved us so much. That's the seeing ourselves the way God sees us part. You know, he loves us so much to offer this to us. This really is a way that we can live and should live, you know, and it says in Acts, um, in him, we live and we move and we have our being, you know, in Jesus and Jesus walked at a peace pace on this earth. He shows us what that looks like. He said, I only do as the father's doing. And I only say, as I hear my father saying, and that's us. We could re we could repackage that for our own journey. I only take on what the father is telling me to take on. And I only say yes, you know, to what the father is telling me to say yes to, because I heard his yes. And then the other things, they, they get a no from us, but that means it leaves room for somebody else's yes that, and they've been waiting for that thing. So 
that's a beautiful rhythm that we can get into in our lives. And um, when it comes to the not enough feeling, the, the reality is, is that we are not enough. And actually, that's okay. So the enemy packages that up in our mind and through the lies that it's a negative. It's a bad thing to not be enough. When in reality, and I want to quickly say the reality so people don't tune out, it's good to not be enough. You don't want to be enough in and of your own strength. That's not God's perfect design for humanity. God designed us to need him. He designed us to be missing something without him. And so the promise is that he'll never leave us or forsake us. So we have him. Woohoo! You know, we have the Lord. We have that access. And so like Paul, he said, I learned something. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You know, Jesus said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. In 2 Corinthians 12, I think it's 9, 8, 9, and 10. My grace is sufficient for you for my power is perfected in your weakness. That's one of those verses to like print out, write it on the mirror, post it all over the place and, and marinate on that. His power, his strength is perfected in those places where we're very aware that we lack and make us want to feel like we're not enough. But in fact, that's us. That's the room for Jesus in us is through those areas of limits and lack. That is all so good. Just as you were talking about the pace of peace, I felt peaceful. Like I just felt yeah. this sense of peace wash over me. Like, of course, that's the way yeah. we're supposed to operate. And I, I love that that phrase can be a goal. Like you can put that in front of yourself and say, okay, this is what I'm striving for. Not striving to get this, this, and this, and this done. Not to say yep. that there aren't people in situations where a checklist is great and works well, but, um, you know, just to have the goal, not necessarily to be, to get a certain number of things done, but yeah. to be operating in a pace of peace. That is so life-giving just, just yeah. to even think about that. And mm -hmm. you're so right. I, I've been in situations <laughs> I am such a people pleaser and such a can't say no person. I'm, I'm actually a recovering can't say no. And I'll have to say that I had to go from a place of never being able to say no to the point where there were times when I said no to people, I literally cried because I felt yeah. like I was letting them down and I hated it so much. It was like yeah. prying candy out of a clenched fist of a little kid or something, you know, like it was, yeah. I was holding on so tightly to I gained my value and yeah. what I perceived as my worth from what I could do for people. Um, and, and that's a sick, a signal that something's very yeah. wrong. And when I kind of came out of that, I feel like I came to a place that was a little more extreme on the other side where I, I said a lot of no's because I did not want to feel the way I was feeling then. And before mm -hmm. I started to settle back into more of a, I don't know, maybe kind of a, a in-between place. Mm -hmm. um, but that's hard. It's so hard. And yeah. I, I still do struggle. Sometimes I find myself feeling guilty when I have to say no or 
if I feel God telling me no, I really have to go to him many times and say, are you really telling me no? And why would you say no to this? This is such a good thing. Are you sure? <laughs> and yeah. so it's, it is so hard to do that, but I, I really have come to realize that my particular need to say yes was because I was trying to gain my self-worth from my doing. Yeah. And that's not mm -hmm. a good place to be. You cannot operate in a pace of peace and right. be running back and forth to try to, you know, be, make everybody happy. So. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And likewise, if it's a yes, then we have to remember, it doesn't mean that it's not going to be, there's not going to be challenges and there's not going to be a, a, a pace that feels like, you know, we got to move fast and things, but there's peace even in that. So as long as the yes was, you know, that this lines up with who you are, with realistically what you can do. And the Lord has, you know, you feel like you have that yes from him, then, uh, then we just have to remember in it while we're going, while we're in it to just keep breathing and moving forward at, at a peaceful pace in and of ourselves, you know, like I might be running literally physically, let's say I'm jogging, yeah. you know, that's a fast pace, but it can be a peace pace. It's the state right. of my heart. It's the state of my, the condition of, of my mind, my thought life, you know, what's happening inside. Well, you said something about momentum. Can you repeat that? The, mm -hmm. yeah. What did you say about the goal of momentum? Something? Yeah. I said, uh, the peace pace I sum up is momentum without stress. Right. Is that and right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, once you, I tend to be an all or nothing person where I feel like <laughs> I have to hurry up and get it done now. And I have to exhaust myself, like just do it to exhaustion, get yes. the thing done and then I'm done and empty. But what you yeah. talk about with momentum, if you think about it just in mechanical terms or practical terms, momentum is you, you work up to it. And then it's sort of self-sustaining. And so I think for me personally, and I'm sure other people struggle with this too, just part of that peace pace and, and that momentum without stress is being okay with doing little bits by little bits and, and, yeah. you know, doing just a little bit and then stopping mm -hmm. um, and working up to that, whether it's creating prayer habits in your life or whether it's getting a project done or whatever it is that that's in front of you, but doing little bits and creating these sustainable habits instead of feeling like you have to just all or nothing and, and yep. binge working when the momentum by nature, like that term, it implies that it's kind of a self-sustaining thing where you feed it a little and it kind of mm -hmm. moves it along. So yeah, yeah, I like that picture. That's really helpful for me to have that mm -hmm. word in there too, just to remind mm -hmm. myself that, you know, those yeah. pacing ourselves. Absolutely. And when we're doing it with the Lord, his unforced rhythms, and then it's his hand yes. helping to facilitate that momentum also. <laughs> so we're actually moving forward in a state of internal rest while we may be doing a hundred million things, it's he's moving in him. We live, we move, we're having our being him and us. And I mean, that's like a life goal for me is just to settle more and more into that, um, that way of living. Yeah. And that's a good point about, I think of it sometimes as riding the wave of God's will, like rather than working your way into some goal that you've chosen and just 
kind of in passing, inviting God into it, seeking what is he already doing? What is he inviting me into? And then riding that wave because the momentum is there already. That's that's such a good point is asking him first, like, what is it that you want me to join you in instead of God, come here, bless this right now. Right. And and it's tempting to want that instant. Okay. I want this. I want to do it now. God, come on, bless it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Absolutely. Not that that those things can't be the same, not that your joy and your, your heart's desire can't be what God's doing, but uh yeah, sorry. I, yeah. No, it's good. I, you you got me excited because I'm, I'm just thinking of a good example, a good tangible example of this is people who are writing books and I've worked, I've written my own books and I work with so many aspiring authors and they want to write their book. And when they, the nature of it feels so big and monumental that they just by them saying yes, then they're like, okay, yes, I'm going to do this. So they just want to jump right in and they want to do it in like one month and they're going to write their book because they're that motivated. And so I work with them and we, we actually work into what's actually realistic. And even within that more realistic timeline and goal, there has to be flexibility because that's where the Lord is revealing his, his pace to us, his pace and his timing, because he cares about us more than what we do. He cares about our heart and us. And so we then rest in the timing of the Lord and his peaceful pace. And sometimes that one month turns into a year for people, but once it's done or two years, even they look back and they go, I can see now why God would maneuver it and stretch it out like that. And I'm so thankful because life keeps happening. So we need to lean into his momentum for our lives and listen. And that comes through prayer. And that comes through our time in the secret place with him as he reveals that. So, yeah. Well, that was kind of what I was going to ask you next is just the role, the role that prayer plays in changing some of these mindsets. So just to go back, there's the not enough mindset, the fear and afraid being overwhelmed, feeling stuck. Like what would your advice be to someone who has had one or more of these and has gone to God and just asked for him to take it away, but it's not going away. Like what, what is prayer? What does prayer do? What does God do through prayer? And and what part of it is hinging on us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, so often prayer, it offers a new perspective. Mm-hmm. It offers me a Jesus perspective. You know, that's what I, I subtitled this book, Shatter the Walls Surrounding You and Believe What God Says About You. And we come into that place of even knowing what he says in order to then believe what he says through our time with him. God, what do you say, Lord? And and it's so important that we tell him how we're feeling. I'm, I feel stuck. You know, I feel overwhelmed. I feel like I'm not enough. I'm feeling full of fear, like laser in on it, shine a light on those emotions that you're experiencing because they're real and it's okay that you have them. Like, one of the most helpful things that my dad has ever said to me, and he's a psychologist with multiple degrees and all these things. And I told him recently, one of the most effective sentences you've ever said to me was it's okay. You know, it's okay, Chrissy, in the context of me saying, Oh, dad, I wish I would have done this or thought this way or figured this out differently or done that. And he say, Oh, I hear you, but you know, but it's okay. You know, Mm -hmm. it's okay. Because what we need to focus on is where you are right now. So it's okay that all that happened. And sure, maybe you could have done things different, but you are where you are. So let's look at it. 
let's address it and let's talk about how we can you know find solutions and move forward and the father our heavenly father offers that same perspective to us in prayer where we we share with him you know philippians 4 6 through 7 says be anxious for nothing but in all things how by prayer and petition make your requests known to god why would we need to make our requests known to god when he knows them already He's all knowing, but it's that relational dynamic that's, that's happening here that God wants us to come to him and make our requests known to him. And then the result is this, it says it in this, in right after that, it says, and then the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So it's everything, going to the Lord in prayer and bringing those aspects to him, making those requests known. He reveals to us a new perspective on them, what, you know, whether it be solutions, whether it be a different way to look at it. You know, I'm not enough. Chrissy, you're not, you know, you're not supposed to be enough. You're supposed to need me. Oh, thank you, Lord. You know, I feel so stuck. Well, you know, and he'll show us um, those, uh, maybe a lie that we're believing that's keeping us stuck. You know, the key to moving forward when we're stuck is simple obedience. God, what is a step I can take? Reveal that a step to me, one step, and wait on him until he shares with you that step. Maybe he already told you and you haven't taken it yet. So you're stuck because you haven't obeyed the step he told you a year ago to take. You know, God waits on us too <laughs> to, to respond. So seek the Lord and you'll find him and he will reveal to you um, solutions, new perspectives. And at the very, you know, least, which is, isn't the least at all, but he'll, he'll, he'll shower you with peace and he'll guard your heart and your mind and reveal to you who you are in him. And that it's really okay where you are today. Just keep moving forward. That's good. It's okay. (laughs) Coming from an expert. I love that. So yeah. Was that like just the best thing ever having a dad that was a psychologist or was it hard? <laughs> I just am curious. Oh, it's still the best thing ever. I, I mean, am just thinking, wow, that's so neat. What a great resource. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And interestingly, my dad and I actually just launched a ministry together called Lifeline for Women. Lifeline where, you know, it's he and I together and he's making himself available as a resource to women to help facilitate some of everything that you and I have just been talking about today. We journey this in our lifeline mentoring program with women. Um, and they have access to him too, for his uh, consulting professional services um, virtually, but yeah, it's, it is the best thing. It's helped me tremendously have the perspectives that I have. And I learned about the peace pace from my dad. So yes, that's great. <laughs> and well, I'm still learning. Well, we can just jump real quick to where if someone is just like, oh, I want that where right now you can just let us know and we'll talk about it in a few minutes too. But where can they find that? Where can they find your uh, Lifeline program? Yeah, Lifeline direct link to it is mylifeline.cc. Mylifeline.cc is the direct. You'll just jump right on there and be able to join us. <laughs> okay. I'm going to put that in our notes so we can share that too. Um, That's amazing. What an incredible resource. Um, 
Well, before we close up, I just, I wanted to know, um, what advice or no, we already went over that one. Um, Oh, this is a good one. I really wanted to get to, was there anything that you learned or realized in writing this book that surprised you? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, just the, the execution of this book alone challenged everything about my own identity and me believing what God says about me, you know, challenged all of my own insecurities and doubts, pre, you know, past traumas, different things. You know, it's kind of what happens when you're, when you're authoring a, a message, um, you, you kind of face that message head on yeah. in a whole new way. And, but then you learn all you grow and you learn from it. Thank the Lord. Um, but yeah, I, I can't even summarize that into one thing. Every, every, everything surprised me about it. Um, but if I pick one thing, I would say, this is what's standing out to me. Um, just the deeper, the deeper revelation, understanding and appreciation for the reality that Jesus, his grace really is sufficient for us. And his power really is perfected in our weakness, those areas of our life and who we are as a person that say that we say would count us out or disqualify us because we're not qualified. We're not capable. That's where he's made strong. It really is. And I saw him operate in that in me. I didn't have enough time to write this book. I didn't have enough time to finish it. But I, so I leaned into that and I said, this is truly impossible, Lord. It's truly impossible. So I'm going to take you at your word here <laughs> and I'm going to just show up and I'm going to see what you can do with my availability and, and see if you really can pull off a book. You know, of course he can, but when you're in it and you're the one that is challenged by that notion, it, it can seem far reaching. And he did it. He showed up and I understood greater this, the following verse in second Corinthians nine is the one that we know and love, but verse 10, Paul, he expounds on that. He said, therefore I will, um, delight in my weaknesses. Mm -hmm. So not only did he decide he knew he could boast in his weakness, cause that's where Christ's power is made strong. He said, furthermore, <laughs> I will delight in my weaknesses. And then he did a bunch of commas. He said in hardships in persecution, in trials, so that the power of God may be, may dwell in me. That's what he said. He delights in it. The things that we want to run away from, Paul learned because he had that revelation straight from Jesus. And I want to learn that. I want to walk in that. And I want to mm -hmm. challenge my flesh every single day in that truth, in that reality that he really can do the impossible through me simply showing up and being available and he can do it through your listeners if he can do it through me he can do it through everybody i believe that so he absolutely will do that through everybody who's listening it's the bible it's uh, true amen that is so good well you told us about how to find my lifeline but where can our listeners connect with you online on social media find your book Mm -hmm. Yeah. Chrissy Nelson.com Chrissy with a K that's got access to all my social media profiles, including my lifeline, a link there. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I do a lot on, I do a lot on media. It's kind of where I hang out and, uh, social media. And then of course through broadcast television and things, but I like to, I like to connect with people 
through um, media platforms um, bridges the gap. I can meet people from all over the world that I wouldn't ordinarily have the chance to visit with and get to know. And I really utilize it for that. I love it. Yeah. Technology can be a blessing and a curse, but when I think of the blessing first that, yeah, just thinking in terms of God's word getting out and just being able to connect with people like us across time zones and thousands of miles and all the people across the world listening right now is just incredible. So thank you, Lord, for technology. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, I'm going to close this out in prayer. Thank you so much for being here. This was great. This was like, I'm going to have to re-listen to this several times just to get everything out of it because it was so full of power. So thank you for this. And um, I hope all of our listeners will read your book because it is very, you know, equally powerful and goes deeper into all of these things we talked about. Um, So how can we pray for you today? And I'm going to close us up in prayer. Oh, I mean, how can you pray for me today? You can pray for me just to continue walking in a peace pace with everything that I'm, you know, the assignments God has given me in this season to walk out. I want to walk them out at peace pace. (laughs) All right. All right, Christy, thank you very much. God, we just thank you for this time together with Chrissy. Thank you so much for the wisdom that she's gained um, just and the, the perspectives that she shares in this book. Father, we just lift up her ministry, her many irons in the fire, um, her lifeline with her dad. Um, God, we just thank you so much that you've equipped her with the things to uh, the tools that she needs to do all of these things. And we just continue to pray that you would allow her to operate in that peace pace, that she would have that momentum without stress, that she would be able to just be in that sweet spot of like riding the wave of your will for her life and seeing your hand at work and being able to have that perspective, that, that transformed perspective of rejoicing and delighting in weakness so that your hand and your power could rest in her. Um, Thank you for this book. Thank you for revealing that exact thing through the writing and publishing of this book. We pray that it will just go out and reach more people than she ever could have imagined and that you would just continue to use her mightily for your kingdom and just be glorified in her life and in her work. In Jesus name. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.